Yes, sir. We're back with another episode. Yeah. My guy, what's going on? How you doing? I'm all right. How are you? I'm good, sir. I'm good, sir. It was a very busy day. Uh, this uh, whole gig, plantation, job stuff is um, had. A, it's been a trying week, to say the least. But made it through it, so here we are. Yeah. I like these pictures that you painted, man. How long did it take you to do both of these? Uh, maybe about a month combined. Okay. What medium did you use, sir? Uh, acrylic. Okay. Palette knife. On canvas. Say, say what? A, a garden knife, would you say? Acrylic uh, with palette knife on canvas. Okay. Okay. For the people and myself, refresh my memory. Acrylic and oil base what's the what's better acrylic is uh water base um it's more flexible for me um oil takes longer to dry before you can uh maneuver it like you need to um like and like i said it's oil based so it's harder to mix certain things but with it being water based you know add a little water most all the colors will mix properly okay and oil requires thinners and oils and stuff like that to mix them. So that's all other expenses into it. Do you know any artists, any artists uh, from, from school that you're still in contact with that use uh, oil? Nobody that I know of. Most everybody uses acrylic. Okay. Okay. Just the preference, I guess. The water base is a lot easier. I don't, I don't know too many people that will say oil. Yeah. I don't know. Too, I don't know too many people. They don't like the way. They don't like the way. It, they like the way of the rich colors and everything that right. it gives off. But it's good. No, yeah, it's really good. But you can get it in um, acrylic too. So yeah, it's just about the uh, the application applying it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I like I like those two pieces. Thank you. And it looks. I I haven't seen much of your girl. Your little girl, but the boy looks uh, that looks like him. Yeah. Did they did they know that did they know that you were doing that, or did it take them a while to figure it out? No, um, I showed them when I uh, when I got started and sent them um, updates, like maybe okay. every two weeks or something like that. Okay. All right, sir. Let's get right into it. There was recently a sculpture built to commemorate uh, Coretta, Coretta King. Is her name? Is that her name? Yes, that's her name. Coretta King and the Kang himself, Martin Luther. The Kang. Kang. The Kang. Uh, and the picture, the sculpture hasn't gone over too well. What did you think about it when you saw it? Immediately, I did not like it. Mm -hmm. And it was only because um, the artist's explanation. Um, he showed the video of what he was inspired by and how he said it made him feel. And I immediately thought like, okay, you got arms and everything. Like, okay, why not put their faces on there? Okay. So from looking, from looking at the image that he created, and what he said, he felt from seeing the uh, 
the image of Coretta embracing Martin, I didn't get that. And I know that's to each his own, but I just didn't get that. Yeah. Uh, for a while, I wasn't going to say nothing, but I posted in our art group, right? And I right. was like, what, what do everybody think about this? And I, I went online and, you know, I left myself open to take in what what different people were saying. So I wasn't like too emotionally attached to it, of course, because I, I wanted to know and have some understanding from different people or just be able to listen in to, to the different conversations, not listen in, but to be to pay attention and read them. I read them and then I put I posted it in a group and I wanted to know what everybody thinks. Some of us are close closer to that two situations around yeah. them. But here's my my take on it. Mm -hmm. If ever you're going to immortalize someone and you're going to commemorate, the best thing that you could ever do was the best thing that you should be able to do is to show them. Right. You know, uh Coretta, Coretta King. Is it Coretta Scott King? Yes. Coretta Scott King should be immortalized the correct way. I understand arms and the inf the infant the infinity of it, right? Uh right. the it's the eternalism that's going on with that piece. But at the same time, if we're going to immortalize her and hold her in high regard, why not show her from the torso up with the king, the person that she's supporting? Because she had this man's back through thick and thin. Why not show them embracing? a black man and a black woman embracing and a black woman being able to be there for her man and holding them up. And right. I heard some of the things that the, the artist said, uh, salute to him. I have no knock against what he did. It's, it's just that, you know, this statue is going to live for a while. It may outlive some of us. Right. Right. So in, in the process of that happening, this is the only time that I've seen someone want to do a picture I mean, a sculpture about her, and it's 20 feet tall, so why not just go ahead and, and show her and re reveal to the world what she would look like as a 20-foot sculpture? So this thing is, too, I didn't know it was supposed to be about her either. From oh, you didn't his, know? His interview, he was saying, like, it's supposed to be brotherhood and, and, uh, and I guess, appreciation and pride. But I didn't get any of that from the sculpture at all. Interesting. I didn't. I thought. I thought it was about. I thought it was about immortalizing the two of them or the embraced. The right. embraced because it was supposed to be about the hood. But if it's not, and if it's it's a, if it's about brotherhood, then I guess you succeeded in doing that and showing brotherhood. But why would you use that picture to describe brotherhood, man? I, if God. that if that's the case, like I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. It's, I didn't get that from from what I heard him say. So his previous work is mostly arms and hands and things like that. I, I I get the choice and like what he did, but for ten million and the through the uh, interview that he gave and what he said was he was inspired by to do this, and he wanted to depict that kind of. Uh, feeling i just think he failed um mm. and i think it was an opportunity to be more representative in this country <clears throat> depicting black people in a positive way and a sense of uh and a sense of pride like to see that would be 
would be immensely great for our community to see that that size all the time and to definitely to see actual figures that depict black people. I, I, I personally think he took the way out not to make white people comfortable, uncomfortable, I guess. Because he has other images that he created, before, other sculptures that he um, made that depict figures, but you can surely tell that they are black figures. Mm -hmm. So I think with this being public and it being so expensive, <clears throat> he did the safe thing to make other people comfortable. Okay. Um, question about art, right? Because this is this, this is where we are right now, currently. Um, you need a smoke break. All right. Question about about art right now. When you make art, are you worried about what other people think? No. Um, I was trying to think of a political answer, but my, my no, we don't do it. This ain't. Uh, uh, we I mean, not here to be. I, I I know, and I'm coming straight from here because I remember what you told me. Hell no, nah, I don't be thinking about what nobody's going to say. <laughs> My only concern is how I feel about it and trying to convey a message. If people get it, that's fine. If they don't, that's fine too. Um, even if they don't like it, I'm okay with that. Um, if somebody see the message that I was conveying, then I'm, I'm happy with what I uh, completed. Yeah. yeah. Hell, if I see it, I'm happy with it anyway, but if nobody else got it, I still would be fine with it. Um, because it's your vision and it's your art. Right. Like it, it only matters what you what you saw in your the preview in your mind, mm -hmm. and then the that that from that vision what you actually put into it, what right. you made what you made happen, um, and not only in art but in my actual life, I'm the same way. I have no care what another person thinks of me. <laughs> and you know this from being around me. That's how I got the name, the nickname that I got being mm -hmm. around you guys. Uh, I don't care what anyone thinks about me. I don't care about your opinion. That's your opinion. It does right. nothing for me. You can tell everybody you want. But at some point, people are going to have to talk to me and get some under some actual understanding and you're going to look bad. You're going to look stupid for saying whatever you said. Right. So in my, so in art, I feel it's the same way. Why are you so worried about what other people think? If it's your art, are you that scared of what other people think? And if you, if you are worried, then you, sh you shouldn't be doing it then. Right. I, it, the whole point of, of doing art isn't to play, pay it, play it safe. It's to create. Right, and the question. Create questions, man. I swear to God, I, I uh, when I when I felt like I had an unpopular opinion about that piece, I think the first thing I was thinking, like, how many people going to say, like, we always tearing each other down. But I, that's not my intention. Just like I can be okay with somebody disagreeing with my work, I'm going to expect everybody else to be... Uh, as comfortable with me disagreeing with theirs. Um, that I don't feel like, to be honest, I just, oh, 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 and, and that's you, that's you. I just don't feel like uh, necessarily that we are being hard on each other all the time. But in situations like that, when you, to me, it's just, man, this is just my opinion. When you have the opportunity to immortalize 
her because there aren't a lot of grandiose or not, maybe I shouldn't say grandiose. There aren't there aren't a lot a lot of life size pictures that we see of her uh, with him. We see small pictures. We can go on the internet and all that, but where where can you drive around and see pictures of her uh, or life life size sculptures of her? Uh, out in the open there there aren't a lot of places where you can get that and I feel like that was one of those times where you could have took the initiative to make sure that she was represented on a on a highest level and get in and give reverence to her and and we didn't get that not at all I, not at all like the and hands that, don't even look feminine nothing like that so it, I, there was no indication there's nothing about that sculpture that makes me think Martin Luther King. And had I not seen that video, I would have never associated Martin Luther King, Coretta King, or any other Black person that you know with that sculpture. Yeah, because I went through the comments and people were saying it looks like uh, it looks like someone's holding a, a piece of dookie. It looks like someone's holding a, a, a Black penis. It was It's all these different things and everything. I was like, I, I see what they're saying. But right. then again, but then again, I don't see what they're saying. I see what they're saying from different angles, but then again, I don't see what they're saying. Right. And for me, that's where you don't want to, where you don't want to mix it. Right. You want to know what it is. That's one of the times where you stand on what it is that you're doing, and you let people know, hey, look, this is this is a picture of them, man. I tell you this with public art, you especially on that scale and for that kind of with that kind of uh, budget. You try to alleviate any kind of uh, misunderstanding or misdepiction of it. You want to make sure you cover those pieces because they're going to be seen by so many people. You don't want them to turn it to something that is not. Correct. And over time, as we age and as that piece of art stands, people, the narrative, people will try to change the narrative or they will try to change the the artist or the artist's portrayal of, of what it is and, and all that. So th those are things that I think that people really have to be careful with. When I was doing my art and I forgot the woman's name who made us do the sculpture, not sculpture, who made us do the, the uh, life paint, life, the life drawings and all that. And uh, uh, Sherry? I can't remember. And she didn't like the way I was doing certain things. Or she would turn around, look at us like, that's very interesting. And she would have me well, try this or try this. And I was like, I ain't trying none of that. I'm doing it this way because this is what I see. And me Dark and her, blonde. I think if she was, she had uh, like, she was a brunette. Yeah, that's Sherry. Yeah. And she would try to get me to change. I was like, no, this is just what I see from this set of eyes. You're asking me to see it your way. And that's not what I'm looking at. I'm looking at a woman sitting in a chair or I'm looking at objects with light hitting it a certain way. And you're asking me to paint something that I don't see. You know, and I, I think that each one of us as artists or, or with our artist's eyes, like we should be able to do it our way, which is what was his name, Hank, which is what he did. He did mm -hmm. it. His, he did his he did it his way. But if it is to give reverence to them as a couple, I don't think I, I don't I don't see that. Definitely don't. I, definitely. I don't see that. And ho hopefully because someone else was telling me, you know, certain people do art to appease other groups of people and i'm not one of them type of motherfuckers man whatever i do i do it i do it for myself and i leave it for you to say something about 
but it's never about listening to what you care. Again, if you are listening to the podcast, the guy that's on his podcast with me, Kenyon Billups, and the <laughs> other guys that you see host my podcast, we don't get no fuck. No. Any of y'all got to say. The emails uh-huh. that I get, the people having questions when I answer them shits, I don't care what y'all think. The people who think they know me in my personal life, if you ain't my closest friends or family, I don't give a fuck what nobody thinks. <laughs> and because we older, you lucky, I don't spit in your face. <laughs> Kenyon, am I lying? Not at all. Not at all. All right. It's just, I mean, shit. I love it. I hate it. I don't give a fuck. But either or that that and let, let me say this too, just as a disclaimer. It ain't no hate against his work or nothing like that. I Not just feel like if you had the opportunity to, like you said, immortalize these black people on such a scale, it would have been more powerful to see their face. Absolutely. 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 Anytime we Anytime we can do that, that's a win. And, and then people, people, uh, I guess, uh, said to me, like, there's millions or hundreds of thousands of uh, MLK sculptures all over the United States and stuff like that. That may be true, but I've only seen two, maybe three. But every time is more impactful because I can see his face. Now, if I just saw a body up there with some arm stuff, it wouldn't have been that impactful. And no. somebody would probably have to tell me who it was. Yeah. Like, if we're going visual and think about visual representation and based on his explanation for what he did, I would like to have seen their faces. Because someone could easily say 300 years from now, oh, that was uh, the outline of the, uh, uh, the Pyramid of Giza. Like, it, it, the, the, right. it, could, it could easily change. And we have to, for me, going back, thinking about this just now, there were plenty of sculptures around Spain hundreds of years ago mm-hmm. that were the representation of Black people because we were creating art and we did a whole Renaissance period there, right? A certain group of people came in and bombed all that stuff and knocked it down because they didn't like the way it looked. Or took the faces off. Yeah. <laughs> or shot the noses off of some of the art. Or, or shot the lips off some of the right. art. Right. Like they're notorious for doing that. So in a moment where we have the chance to to uh, commemorate, immortalize, give reverence to ourselves, I think we should just do it. Uh, but I guarantee you, somebody gonna try to say, and like you said, years from now, gonna say that these arms are of uh, some white. Even the artist probably gonna be considered white, just yeah. name being Hank. Yeah. But just like in our lifetime, we find out about Mozart. And before then, he was always this George Washington powder hair looking, you know, white guy. Nobody entertained anything about the idea of him being black or anything. Or what is the other guy? Uh, Beethoven. The idea of uh, who? Beethoven. You said Dover? Beethoven. Oh, Beethoven. Yeah, but like like the, the idea of them being black never crossed our mind because every image that we ever saw of them was some white guy. Mm-hmm. But as we grew, and we learn our history. We find mm-hmm. more things out about these people. And that's when you start finding out, well, looky here. Right. And for those who don't understand that, people say, oh, that we, they didn't, they didn't <laughs> come classical music. Well, classical music started with a harp. <clears throat> the harp came from Africa. 
right? And the next version of it was someone decided to create a piano. If you look at the design of a harp and a piano, they mimic each other. Mm -hmm. All right. So someone decided to take the design of something sitting up and being played like a guitar. And they said, hey, what if I laid it down and I added keys and pedals to it? You know, but anyway, that's the subject for another time. All right. The next thing I want to ask you about is uh, what other art exhibits or anything like that that are you working on or projects, I should say? Um, uh, right now, I'm pretty full with uh, commission uh, pieces. Uh, most of them are portraits. But I am working with a a gallery owner out of uh, Milwaukee, five-star gallery. Uh, and I'm working on a sculpture for her gallery. Well, actually, for the outside of her gallery. And so... I'll be getting with her sometime next month. We she's gonna come down and we're gonna do some found pieces to add to the art, and that'll be my biggest, uh, I guess, public art piece. Uh, that I, that'll be the first uh, sculpture that I've done uh, for the public, uh, and the I, largest. I've never known you to do sculpture, sir. Well. This is the thing. I've always used wood to make things, and I've been encouraged to uh, venture out. Okay. So, like making a lamp out of anything, or or even a piece of furniture out of anything. Um, I've been told that those are just my sculptures in functional form. Um, so I said, okay, I'll uh, try this. But as far as working with metals and things like that, did that in. Uh, did that in school, but growing up, you just learn how to do it from where I'm from. Somebody gonna teach you, either my neighbor or my father. One of the two be adamant about you learn how to weld, so and to get it right. So okay, it's just okay. something to know how to do. But those are pieces I'll be working on, I guess, for the next three to four months. Were you able? Were you able to attend the Michael Coppish uh, exhibit when it was in Cincinnati? No, no, um, no. Uh, Man, you I were supposed to link up, but I had too much. I, I had too much going on. Right, and he ended up having to leave before it was out. So, me and the, and the rest of the group were gonna go, but we was like, we can go, and we'll probably get there on the last day. But he wasn't gonna be there on the last day, so we were like, damn, like where are we going then? Because he had to reload, he had to take it to Florida after that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So nope, we didn't get to see that. But uh, you know, of course, I was very impressed with all the work. So well, remember we had a sneak peek, a sneak look at it, uh, what he uh, what he had going on right before right before it took off, you know what I mean? So we had a chance to look at it. Um, he gave us like a little tour of it uh, over the phone and everything. So mm-hmm. I told him, I told him he was right. going to crush that shit. Right. And they've already monetizing. So I see they, you know, making uh, clothing and everything. Yeah. Nice. Got nice. that man purses and everything, huh? <laughs> right. <laughs> Damn sweaters with the, <laughs> the faces on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and he was making, he's making good headway with that by putting up the monkey signs and that right. resembled the stop signs and everything. 
and it was getting the response he wanted. It was just getting people's attention and it was causing it was causing a stir, which is really part of doing art. You want it to to have an effect, good or bad or indifferent. You want it to have an effect. You want people to talk about it. Same way we're talking about hang sculptures and everything. Right. Everything, uh, all that. But so Mike's art made you say something without him even having to tell you what it is because it made people go, I don't like that because it looks like something related to white people being seen as monkeys or black people seeing it, being seen right. as monkeys. Right. But you had to dive deeper into that and actually go, well, what do you really see then? So I, with him, man, when he first did that first one and I was just, I, I told him I'm happy that he wasn't trying to water it down for anybody. Yeah, I was if blown away. Offended, if anybody's offended, they need to be. Yeah. Like, like motherfucker, you the monkey you talking about. Yeah, I so, was blown away. I was blown away. I, I was so happy he didn't try to water it down ever. Like that was a big and you know, he always say he had some uh some Caucasian supporters and things like that. That's nice and fine and stuff like that, but I'm 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 hoping they'll never encourage him to water anything down because you know now they're trying to be supportive of you know I'm in the fight with you and all that shit but that's nice and fine but I'm not gonna speak on nobody's behalf but historically we know that there are people that get close enough to you to say hey don't you think that there is enough of that out there already Hmm. don't you feel like you should paint pictures of dogs and cats and people getting along together shouldn't you do more pictures like that more sculptures like that they'll they'll show up man i had several people to call me and check and see if i was okay today i don't look at first i didn't know why but then of course you know because they expect riding and, and all this other shit because uh the uh guy that was killed here by these five cops five cops who were black so but the idea of somebody being uncomfortable about a painting and got shit on my day-to-day uncomfort, leaving the house, going to where I'm going and coming back. So if I ever hear about somebody that I know, say for instance, I'm saying like Mike, it's watering his stuff down to make another motherfucker feel comfortable. I'm going to call him on it because that's not us. That ain't never been him. So and, and fuck talking about, you know, people get old, they change and shit like that. No, motherfucker, this stuff need to be talked about until we ain't worried about coming home, you know, the next day. Then we can talk about Kumbaya and all that stuff. Like, nigga, like, I hope hope that never happens and stuff like that. But I would say, you know, I would say something about that because, no, it ain't enough. It ain't enough. Like I said, I need somebody to choke on it. And I hope you keep going with it. Yeah, I um, uh, I can't wait to see what he does next. He uh, he's a busy dude right now. Right. He's uh, and I like I like that for him. You know, his 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 art pieces have gained the attention that he's been looking for. Um, and I would like to see him keep going in in the direction that he sees fit for him. But when we had a conversation, I think you might have been there for that conversation, Mike didn't sound like he wanted to be watered down. No, that, that's why I said it ain't him, and I, I hope it never is him. 
He didn't sound like he wanted to be watered down. It sounded like he had um, uh, a clear cut and precise message that he wanted to get across and he wasn't going to be forgiving about it. He wanted you to see it. And if you didn't like it and you hated it, that was okay with him as long as he got it out there. There was That's a message fact. to it. He got some sculpture pieces that he's working on right now. Uh, some, um, I think some copper or bronze pieces. And they're depicting certain parts of the body, but I can tell from the shape of the, say for instance, the hand or feet or something, shit like that, like I can tell that that's a black person. It, it ain't no... I tell you this, when I if I walked in the room and I saw that just piece out somewhere, I wouldn't say maybe it's a white guy. You know, I would never give you that impression. Like you'll see the content and the the posed uh, the posed figures, how they are immediately when I saw it, I'm thinking this is a black person. Mm -hmm. And so the impact means more to me when I see it and I can identify with a real life situation that I would not want to be in. But the shit is heavy. And I, I can't wait to see all of it together because I'm not confused about who's he's depicted. Unlike the the uh, what is it the uh, I don't know what is what is it called? What's I don't know, and we gonna we ain't, we ain't gonna even keep talking about that. So, um, I I I don't have any apologies for any of the art I do. I don't have any apologies for. Uh, any of the music I make or the podcasts I do. Uh, if you're listening, again, if you listen to this podcast and you don't like it, you can always turn it off and unsubscribe. You never have to listen to it again. You're listening to it because you desire to hmm. listen to it. You're listening to it probably depending on who you are to, to see if I'm talking about you. <laughs> Or you could be listening to it to see if you can go back and do an episode better on your own podcast. And guess what? Salute to you for listening in and, and getting some, some better material and being inspired. But whatever it is I do, I do it because I want to do it. Not for you. It has nothing to do with you at all. It, I didn't start doing any of this stuff for anybody specifically, or in my community, they say specifically. Um, right 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 specifically but i i'm not doing this for you i'm not doing it for your approval i don't even if anybody thinks that i'm doing this out of love and likes for them you got the game fucked up bro you really don't know much about me dude again the guys around me keep kenyan included can tell you what type of person i really am <clears throat> i will hock <laughs> right in your mug and then dare you to do something about it. So be very careful. And to be honest, there's maybe one or two people that may end up feeling that real soon if they don't shut up. <laughs> Keep it up. So yeah, uh, in other news, in your mm -hmm. neck of the woods. Right. How did... I don't even know how to talk about this, man. So I have a question. I have a question. Do you think they had a run-in with this young man some time ago for them to do that to him? It seemed personal. At least one of them apparently probably had something. It doesn't make any sense otherwise. Mm -mm. None whatsoever. Even if it was a traffic stop. 
Then you got five motherfuckers on them. Ain't nobody's and on the uh, body cam, it didn't say anything about suspected of this or that or nothing. Like suspected wanted murderer or anything. It's just like they just went out. But we have a lot of have a lot of carjackings, a lot of uh armed robberies and all that shit going on here. So him to see, you know, a black person, I mean a black, a person in all black coming towards him, or even several people in all black, even saying that they're cops. No badges or nothing like that. And then as far as the uh the eyewitnesses, they said no lights until, you know what I'm saying, the other ones rolled up. So you just got somebody out there saying, like, I'm a cop and, you know, stop. Ain't nobody going to stop. Ain't nobody still going to stop. Not here. I mean. Uh, word around Chicago is that they're calling Memphis or a certain part of Memphis, uh, Little Chicago. The what? They're calling it Little Chicago. because of Oh, we got a, a part of town that's called New Chicago, but that's that area. It's always been New Chicago. Yeah. Um, there is no not one part that's worse than the other. Like, um, you call out in the part of town, I can tell you what crime is happening in that town. Yeah, and that's even with the white ones. So it, it's not like it's not I like. Just, uh, I, just, I just feel like a situation like that. If what was it, five police officers? Yeah. If you get together to beat up a black man like that, there is there is something. Uh, there's a relationship there. Something has happened. Either y'all don't right. somebody somebody had arrested him before or had a run in with him before, or he might have been messing with somebody girl or something like that. Even with right. the George Floyd, I kept saying for you to kneel on the man's neck for eight minutes and forty something seconds, it's something there. To anybody that's listening, man, don't let nothing like that happen to me. It's already been this already been put on the wire, especially in, in my personal life. Don't let nothing like that happen to me. Don't be recording my death. Record the record the fight for my life. Don't record my death. And everybody should be joining in. Ain't nobody should nobody be sitting around watching me get beat up by five other people. Ever. Ever. If somebody jump on Kenyon, may God be with you if I'm standing there. Cause I, I'm, I'm happy to give you a reason. Yeah, ain't no <laughs> God. I swear to God, you are gonna have a reason. May God be like, with you, right? Because these motherfuckers know. get paid to be professional. They because choose this job, and then nobody make them take it. No, uh, no. And, and who? What are they actually teaching you off? You all to gang up on one guy? You mean to tell me don't? It, it, two officers couldn't get this guy under, under control. Yeah, beat that man, put him in the hospital, and he died in the hospital. And then y'all probably went home and thought y'all did something uh good. Yeah, oh, we got it. We got his ass. We got his ass. And these motherfuckers got out. They were bailed out like the same day they were taken in. Shit, they they needed to. You know what's gonna happen if they ass was sitting up in there? Motherfuckers would have found out what they did. You know what's gonna happen right now. Man, what do you think will happen to about there in these streets? Oh man, little Chicago is coming to get you guys. <laughs> man, I swear to. God. Oh man, now see, and they, they were been... fight, 
they were fired immediate, immediately. Immediately. Right? Like, it wasn't no time about waiting until we investigate. They weren't sent on. Man, I've known cops here in town that have killed people, like, running, like, they've been running red lights just to get to a piece of ass. They've killed the people. As a matter of fact, one cop killed two people because he was running the red light to get to a female. About while he's on the job, he's going to get some pussy. He ran the light, killed a woman and her son. They let him retire with his pension. This motherfucker moved to Montgomery, Alabama, and, and started uh, and went to school to uh, do something else. I don't even remember what his name was, but uh, but I can find the shit because this motherfucker was speeding on the job. But this is old. That was back in the day too, where they try to cover shit up. Yeah, a cop here in Bartlett. Uh, cop here in Bartlett uh, ran the light just to be running the fucking light. I don't know what he was trying to get to, but uh -huh. he killed two white women in a gray uh, Pontiac Grand Dam. Fucked the car up, like cut the car in half. So he had to be really speed. Wow. They put his ass on administrative leave while there was an investigation for about two weeks or no, it was about two months almost. I'm like, y'all already established this man won't respond to a call. These two people are dead. Like the car was in two pieces. Like he went through that motherfucker. And all they did was say that he's gonna be, he's gonna be uh what is it? He was he was allowed to retire with his pension. Like they they forced him to retire. Are, are these, like, are these gentlemen, are these people Caucasian? The women that he killed, yeah. Yeah, but the uh, the mother and son were black, and that was a black cop that did that. So a black cop, like that was some sh that that's some shit there. Like yeah. that that dude had to move. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, the white guy that 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 knelt knelt on uh, George Floyd. Mm -hmm. He's not in, he's not in jail, is he? He is now, but it took them how long to put him in jail? Uh huh. But the. Uh, Sergeant that showed up on the scene, they fired her as that same week. Man, that's so crazy. Man. She was on the scene and she was responsible. She black man, black man, what the fuck were y'all thinking? Hmm. Right. What the fuck were y'all thinking to do that young man like that? What if he didn't kill, if he didn't kill one of y'all family members? Or if it wasn't yeah, one of y'all wives involved, what right. did he do? What did he do to earn that? I can tell you this, man. Short of killing somebody that I love, I wouldn't let anybody that I'm with do that much. I understand the ass whooping. And I don't think it would be five of us whooping his ass. Like mm -mm. at that point, then he had the fucking cups on. I wouldn't let that shit went that far at all. First of all, I won't let you try to do that shit on your fucking job. You're wearing a body cam anyway. But these motherfuckers just so brazen. You know, they didn't even right. care at the at that point. Oh, we got just the body cam. Omnipotent to every damn thing and just did this shit anyway. I be I want to see. I want to hear about what the connection is though, cause I do too. It got to be something. It got to be something. Or y'all was hiding a motherfucker on the job. Right. Y'all was high as fuck. Like who goes out? Five black. Man, listen, between me and you, we already know we can knock out five or six people by ourselves. Right. right? Just me and you. Right. We know that we can fight out five or six black people by ourselves. 
or anybody. I ain't gonna say no black people. We can fight off anybody. Five, seven, right. five, seven, five or six of them. Y'all gonna have a problem with us. So it's five of y'all on one guy. They are pepper sprayed and handcuffed and still beat this man. That that was that was murder. That was murder from the get go. That was murder from the jump. The moment you knew you had a handcuff and he couldn't fight for himself, that that was murder. Attempted right. murder. That started off as attempted murder in my book. It did. Shit, that's what it was. It started off as attempted murder. To have a person handcuffed and it's five of y'all. He had he ain't had no chance. Right, none whatsoever. When we used to be in school and be on Bill Street and and used to have a heavy presence on Bill Street. And then the cop told me, because they didn't used to be like that before we went to school and like they never be out there that tough, especially walking. And so I was asking him, like, why y'all down here? Because ain't nothing happening. But they were so afraid that something would happen. They had like overwhelming amount of cops walking around down there. And the majority of them were black, down there talking shit, not causing any trouble. You know, and most people, even when they started some shit, you know, they'll talk it down to where it ain't, where it ain't a situation. They'll do, they'll de uh, escalate the situation without having to arrest anybody. Mm -hmm. And most people that we ever saw get arrested was a drunk white person. And, you know, what can you do? They ain't, you know, they won't comply. But that was the most that happened to them. They got arrested. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember any situation where all those fucking cops being on Bill Street that anybody ever got the shit beat out of them, let alone killed. And if I'm wrong, somebody please let me know because let us know because I don't lot. I don't remember in my time there, and we were down there like every other weekend, just and just shooting the shit, just walking around the right. downtown area, just kicking it. You know, I don't recall motherfuckers getting their ass beat like that. Right. So you know, I don't recall going anywhere in Memphis being with y'all and seeing no shit like that ever. Now maybe it maybe it did happen on the low because you know Chicago was very suspect and there, there are mm -hmm. things that have happened on the low here. Uh, I've had a cop try to break my hand and all this other stuff, so I know there are I know there are some cops out there who are very shitty at what they do, and they use that their badge and their gun as a way to to bully people. You know you got and you do have cops that like to be bullies, and if you see them in person without their badge and their gun, they ain't the same person. But I don't recall ever being in Memphis and ever hearing anything about worrying about officers beating up, beating up a a, a young man. Never. And we, I was in, and for those who don't know, I was in college. Then. I was in college, and yes, I did have my little run in with the little dudes in the park, and that shit escalated to whatever it did. But that's only because you 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 you, you cross the line, you're getting your ass beat. Everybody know it. You cross the line, you're getting your ass beat. Or worse. You know, the ass beating and turned into something else. But I never had to worry about anything like that. I don't ever recall that. And and today we're hearing about a young man, a young man losing his life because five men that look just like him beat him to a pole and killed him.
Do you know what? Do you know the force it takes to continue to do that when it's five of y'all? Like you have to keep going. Not to mention, you have to actually think about what you're doing because five of y'all on one person, you ain't got enough room to to do all that. So these motherfuckers doing what they were doing, getting out of the way so another motherfucker can get in there. Wolves on me. So it, it was definitely intentional. It, yeah. it was no mistake or like like overdoing it. It's like, no, they were doing exactly what they were doing. They didn't overdo it. They did exactly what they did. They did. They, that was all that. I'm telling you like that. You don't you don't maul you don't maul people like that for fun, unless you like young kids going from neighborhood to neighborhood and you get jumped on. But didn't nobody get killed in in those scenarios? Like you got people got jumped on, they got beat up, and then everybody went home. But as grown men, there there is some intention there. Someone knows somebody. To me, and I, I don't know the story, but somebody it has knows. to be nothing else makes sense. Nothing else. Because even if they all had a fucking bad day that day, they were too coordinated at that point and they were too focused on that one person. So there had to be something premeditated. Somebody had to know this boy, man. They're like, That's what I'm saying. And, and, and if, because we know the police, y'all got to meet y'all quota. I know all y'all ain't fighting over no one guy. Right. Who going to take him in? Because y'all wasn't trying to well, take him in. Traffic stop. That we still ain't gotten, you know, ain't don't know what the violation was yet. So did they release the video? Did they release the video? Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not gonna watch it, but they, also they did release it. Yeah, I'm. I ain't watching that. To me, I'm not watching it. It, it ain't worse it. than it ain't worse than the other. I say at least 10, 15 videos I've seen with them actually shooting, uh, shooting a person. Yeah. So it, I, it's not. It's not worse than that. I'll say this about my 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 music and, and and my crew, Critical Mass. We made songs seven to ten years ago that spoke on all this before, you know. Mm-hmm. And the the music is still relevant, still relevant. We haven't put none of it out. None of it, none of it, none of it is out. Six is sitting down right now, going over it, and he's modifying it, engineering it right now. He's mixing it, mixing and mastering it right now. For one of the critical mass uh, projects, and then we gotta do some shit called Arc of Bars. But hmm. the music is still relevant, dude. And it's crazy that that not just our music is still relevant, but Marvin Gaye song was going on is still relevant. How are we still here? How are y'all that? Obsessed with the badge and the gun that y'all really think that y'all can walk around and like nothing will happen to y'all. Like this one motherfucker was saying, like, like it seemed like as soon as they put that badge on, they forget that they're black too. But we, we don't find got, out. You damn sure right. I we know they find out. out. <laughs> like any other, if white guy had to do this shit, his ass be on the ministry lead pending investigation. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and he would have been a hero amongst his peers. Amongst right. the fraternal order of police, guys. yes, amongst the fraternal order of police, a white man would have been uh, uh, revered for doing right. something like that. And I wonder, can they use the, uh, what is it called, the police union? Not, is that the police union or some shit like that? Uh, not after you, you know. get fired. 
Yeah, once they get fired. I wonder, can they use that since they paid the dues? Shit. We'll see. We'll see. But it's going to be hard to move around that city, man. Where y'all about to go? That's the thing, man. That, I think that's why this shit never happened before because motherfucker had enough sense. Like, somebody know where you live. Oh, yeah. These oh, yeah. motherfuckers, like, they have told your whole fucking name. They got your pictures out there now. I'm sure motherfucker already made connections to who your people are and where you stay and all this shit. As a matter of fact, one of the niggas look like the dude named Ty, Ty, Durant, Ty Darius. Look like one of my co-workers. First thing I did, ask him, well, you related to this motherfucker? Because I want to know. So I know some people got out there and figure out where these motherfuckers live, the people, and every damn thing. So why would you do some shit like that in a city where everybody can get to you? What and if they say know? it's like the Wild West around this motherfucker, why would you do that? Why would you do it, brother? Black man, what the fuck were y'all thinking? What were y'all thinking? To be... be no. Yeah, hey, man, listen. I know that, look. I know the damage I can do one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. All right? We have to hope and pray that in the process, process of me doing damage, I don't black out, right? We have to pray. Right. Hey, Stop him before it goes too far. Because if he right. black out, it goes he goes above and beyond what he's what he just did, and he can't he can't process it because he's not here no more. He's not he's not driving a car. He's not behind the wheel. He's oblivious. But it's five of y'all. Y'all didn't think after knocking that man out or beating him up to the point where he's screaming for his life and he wheezing. Y'all don't think that you know? Oh, let me let me ease up. Handcuff, pepper spray on the fucking ground. What the fuck else you gonna do to him? You mad because he made you run? I tortured that man. That was torture. Y'all tortured that man. Y'all pepper sprayed him. Y'all handcuffed him, and then y'all beat him to death. And then I if get, anybody got an agonizing death, if anybody got an excuse talking about how they're they're working a dangerous job all the fucking time, and they're for fear of their life and all this shit. Again, this is a job you chose. If you could not handle it mentally, you, you should not do it. Question about that. Do you ever feel comfortable when you see the police show up? Never. Never. Not even the ones that I know. Nope, nope, and nope. And let me say this. I know some, some good guys that are police officers. And they have to say my, they have to say my, one of my nicknames. Mm -hmm. and, they, and they have to address me from afar before they get close enough to me. Cause I'm not sure who you are, right? And when and when I see that badge and that gun, I, I'm I'm immediately upset and pissed off because I've I've never, I can't say never, I don't feel comfortable around y'all, man. I never what, what, what 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 a badge and gun and a and a uniform represents where I come from. It don't necessarily represent something good. There are good there are good officers, and I'm not saying that that there aren't. We know there are good officers, but that shit has always, since the inception of the marshals doing slavery and all this other stuff, it has always represented something bad. Just like you said, there are good officers. I'm going to say this as a disclaimer because I have experience. Uh, unfortunately for me, and I say it's unfortunate because this is what I have to attest to. And I think this is my cross to bear because I'm always on the, I'm always looking at the difference in between black and white. 
But in my entire life, of my 45 years, my only pleasant encounter with police have been with Caucasian cops. Mm. And that's fucked up to say. And I've had a lot of encounters with police. Um, I did have a black cop one time um, when I was back home and uh, when I was in school. And um, a black cop, the off-duty, pulled over because he saw a white cop had pulled me over. And he he pulled over to see what they pulled me over for. Because it was like nine of them. It was six of them out there. And you know, they were just standing around talking. He said he wanted to see what was going on. He said he's just here to observe. And so they went from trying to search my vehicle to uh, they pulled me over a tent. But I was out there for about an hour. Six cops. And they pulled me over because of my tent. Was this on a white Mustang? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I remember that car. Yeah. Still out there. Yeah, you still got it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, got to put a battery in it right now. So I'll do that today, but hey. Good girl. Good times. Still running, yep. But that, that cop, he pulled up. He just told me, you know, he just wants to see what's going on because that looked like way too much. I'm like, I'm glad I ain't the only person that thinks so. And I had a cousin that was with me at the time. Man, he was talking cash shit, like, like he don't care about no cop, no gun, no nothing. I'm like, damn, I hope he don't get us arrested or shot or some shit. But he you know, I never, like, I never understood that. And I think it's a show of force, force, mm-hmm. and, and intimidation on their part. It definitely was intimidation because they looking for uh, something to go wrong, right? Because we comply with everything. And even though my cousin was talking shit to him, he wasn't being disrespectful. He was just kind of like it, like it was. Absolutely. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like they see me in this car and being a black guy in this car and they was thinking that they're going to find something. And he was like, if you had been a white guy, which you see, you got a hundred of them running through here because they dad bought them some car or something yeah. and they speeding and you ain't pull them over. So that's yeah, the kind of stuff he was talking. And they bumping their music louder than you. Right. And, you know, and this is a like, residential area. So, you know, he's he, like I said, he was talking cash shit to them and they were just like, what can they do? They ain't violate no laws and nothing like that. They wanted him to be quiet, but he wouldn't. But and you know, he, and he the passenger driver, so they, you know, right. nothing they can do. Right. They asked for his ID. He told him, he told them, "You don't need my ID. I wasn't driving. What you need my ID for?" I remember. They had nothing to say. I remember one time me and my sisters were coming back from Kansas, where St. Louis. I can't remember. We went to go see my aunts. Mm-hmm. Mate, was this my was this my sisters? Anyway. These motherfuckers pulled the car over and they had their guns already drawn out when they got to my side of the car. The guns was already out. And my sister was looking at me. And I looked at her. And I turned around and looked at them. I was like, what the fuck you gonna do with that? <laughs> we ain't did we ain't done nothing. You y'all stopped us. What the fuck, what the fuck y'all doing? We just want to make sure you guys don't have anything in the car. How you gonna search the car with a gun out? So he said, "Well, there's a lot of the lot of cars with this in, in this make and model that are uh, going up and down uh, the the freeway. We want to just make sure you know that we we were protecting ourselves. So who protecting us then? <laughs> right, with a baby in a car. 
I was in the courtroom so often while we were in school that the judge told me the next time they pull you over, just call me before you come to court. They might as well. They might as well. I'm man, like, that, 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 that car was awesome. Though. I, love, I love that car, man. I'm like, and then it always be somebody saying they did a rolling, what is it, a rolling speed or something? Rolling check. They never used a, uh, what is it called? Uh, radar detector. No. <clears throat> No. They always say it was a rolling uh something that they do while they drive right along beside me, saying I was speeding. And she'd throw this stuff out of Judge Ernestine something. Well, I always throw that stuff out. And like salute to Judge Ernestine for recognizing that the cops was on bullshit. Like it's just too many fucking times. Like damn. Because they could have been, you know, they were trying to lock my man's up a lot. And, and he wasn't doing nothing. This man went to school, work, he had a job, he did work study, and he did art. He wasn't out here on no bullshit. We went out here on no And we had to walk through this fucking park in Memphis <laughs> right. with, a lot, with a lot of bullshit going on that we didn't really want to deal with. And I had to I had to uh fuck these niggas up and got out of line to me, got downtown to beat their ass back across the line. <laughs> Man, every day we wake up and we have to do this. Every day. Every day we wake up, and, and I'm not just saying that as, as a black man. I'm just saying as a man, period. I wake up every day when I leave the house. My biggest worry is always making a home. Not because of no police. Not because of not not because of police at all. Right. The police are just an encounter. It's just like being playing a video game. The guy goes out, rides his bike or whatever. He has across streets and cars and all this other stuff and fireballs and dragons and all this other shit. And every day I leave the house, I have to make a decision that I'm going to make it home regardless of what happened. Right. So I just told somebody that shit today, but it was about a different topic. I was trying to explain to another, I was trying to explain to a black woman why she, like, she was talking about how she was saying black women are most disrespected people, uh, people on the planet daily. All right. And I was telling her, I can't see that, but I want her to know that when she's making that argument, don't put black men on the other side of that argument because as long as you keep us separated, that argument gonna keep on going and you gonna always feel like you got an opponent in another black man. Correct. I was like, we feel that way every day, like every just day. going out of the house, trying to think about making it back every day, like just nothing and we ain't gonna, I ain't gonna say complain because that'd be like uh, simplified. We're not gonna talk about it we just going to work on getting back to the house. So as far as the disrespect that she said she endured on a daily basis, or black women, which she said, I said, I, I said, if that happens, I would have to, I would think I would at least saw it. So I asked her, like, how are you being disrespected? Act like our opinions don't count. Um, she, the, she, she went down a list of shit, and I said, okay, I, I feel the exact same way on a daily basis. I said, most of the shit you, I'm able to control is right here in my house. But then, you know, think about it, say, for instance, like a light bill or some shit like that. They can charge the shit out of you and nothing you really can do about it, but report it. Uh -huh. And if they don't change it, ain't nothing you can do about that either. Uh -uh. So we all kind of a little disrespected about something. But all those things that she said, like on a daily basis that she was saying that black women are disrespected. I mean, how they're being disrespected. I said, black men go through that same shit daily. I said, I, I don't understand how we're being grouped with 
I guess Caucasian men, since those are the only elders out there. Uh-uh. Um, how we been grouped with them? I was like, nobody invited us to the fan club, so we don't get no extra pay or we don't get no pass or none of that shit. Like, we sit on the same side that y'all sit on. Exactly, and like, to like you said, to to separate us, right, is is to create an enemy that doesn't really exist. We are on the same side, fighting for the same thing. And when you all say, oh, we are more disrespected than you all. No. No. They give, they give you all more chances and more rights to get rid of us. Y'all want more aid from the government? Get rid of right. the black man. Right. You don't want the black man in the house? You want a divorce? Sure. We'll, we'll have him pay for everything and make him start over again. Matter of fact, we'll lock we'll lock the black men up so they don't even have to be in the home in the home no more. So when it comes to playing sides, let's not play sides. We on the same side. The fight it is it's not equal because they would rather have more of you all out here than us out here. Trust trust me on that. You can look at that, and that's historic. Right, that's historic. They they were hanging us. They weren't hanging y'all. Some of y'all were just casualties because you you stood up and you wanted to, and, and you wanted to toe the line with with your man, and I right. salute that as well. But uh, we're in the same fight. They they kicking our ass the same way they kicking y'all ass, but we taking we taking a heavy part of that ass. And then not to say that there ain't some asshole in case men like these fucking cops right now. There ain't some asshole out there that feeding into the system thinking that they're cool on the other side. We know that's out there, those same motherfuckers that doing it to us too. Just like they killed the black man. Just like a white cop, a cop would have killed the black man. Like, trust me, we don't have any kind of leg up. As a matter of fact, I always feel like y'all do because they definitely prefer you all around as opposed to us. Yep. Always. They will always prefer them. Right. It, and a lot of that has to do with their attraction, but they also have the idea that you all are more docile, but any black man can tell them that ain't the case. But you know, uh, that ain't the case. They, no, what it, is, what it is is that they're they know that the women will at some point fall in line and go along with what's going on because they'll be taken care of, mm-hmm. and that's what that's what most women in general mm-hmm. are looking for. They want to be taken care of and they want to be pampered, um, and they don't want to have to do all the work, which is why so many women get on aid. And end up getting the man kicked out of the home because she know that the government will give her the actual funds that it takes to take care of the kids instead of having a black man in the house to raise a child. Hmm. So it, it so we're in the same fight, but it's not to say that one is better than the other, but there there are more traps for us than there are for y'all. Uh, who do you who do you, think, who do you think? Definitely trying to the, compare scars. No, nah, I ain't trying to compare, but I'm just saying who who fills up the prisons. Who who's out here taking more chances to to make a way? You know, uh, when when divorces happen, who has to pay for everything? I know my homie just spent over four hundred and something thousand dollars doing a divorce from a woman that said she loved him and, and really really didn't. She was enamored by what she could get out of the situation, hmm. and eighty percent of the divorces are are are, are done by women. So. That's another subject and another topic for another time. But we are on the same side and the same fight. 
Um, and we need to start figuring this shit out and be able to communicate with each other better so we can have a better understanding of each other and what we what each other need and then what we want. Because they out here kicking our ass. We on, and again, we are on the same side. And I don't, let me say this too, all this niggas ain't shit, men ain't shit, black men ain't shit, black women ain't shit. It ain't, it ain't all of us. It's the ones that y'all be dealing with. It ain't all of us. It's the ones that y'all choose to, to, to deal with. If you keep dating people in the same vicinity, vicinity that you keep dating them in, and all of them keep turning out the same, it's you. It ain't us. It's you. You prefer that. You prefer that same squad. Same so, shit. That's what yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I just want to put that out there because it was odd that you said that because I had that conversation with her earlier today. But man. No, we I tell all you, we, we, we ain't gonna never put them on the other side. I tell you that. No, I, I don't care how much I hear a woman say, "Well, black man, this is whatever this." I'm not gonna ever put them all on the other side. I'm never gonna push a, a black woman to the other side. Hell no, that I, that would not happen. But I wake up every day wondering if today is gonna be the day when I have to beat shit down somebody's leg because they're gonna cross the line. And I, and I have to show them that I will beat shit down their lips. I just wonder if I'm going to make it back to the house. That's all. I do. I, and me beating shit down their legs is part of it. I, I have to, like, yo, be careful because today might be the day. Right. When I make it home, dude, when I turn that key and I, I make it into the house and I drop them keys on the on the table, that's one of the biggest exhales I do before I go in the bathroom and take a piss. Because I know I made it. That's crazy. Because I know I made it. And, and I don't think people understand it. There used to be a time where I ain't never think I would make it. You understand? So to come home and make it every day through dealing with work, people saying stuff at work that if I in regular life, I probably wouldn't even let you slide with me. I would slap spit sideways out your mouth. <laughs> but I gotta let I gotta let you have a win. Because that's not what we're here for. You know? There there are a lot of things that happen uh on a on a daily basis where if I really wanted my pride, ego, and respect to show up, it would I I wouldn't I'd be locked up. Yeah, I, I would be. Or did. Yeah, yeah or did. And, and and again, this is not to say anything about the women, but y'all don't necessarily have to worry about that. They would prefer to have you all out here doing whatever y'all going to do and having control over you all because they know we have the biggest influence and we we know how to create and put shit in order. And that's one of the things that they don't like. They don't like order. That's why our houses, our communities, and our neighborhoods are disheveled. They're flummoxed. They're uh, in disarray. And, and they're disoriented because there aren't enough men in the households. There aren't enough men spending time with their kids. And they know that. And that's what keeps us fucked up. And if more men were to be involved. And there are men who are actually involved in the, in the lives of their kids. There are men who have impacts on their communities, and you see that by the way the kids are acting. But the ones that aren't involved, they know that they have 
they, they are in control of that situation. And for what I understand, statistically, as single parents, men do better with their kids than the women do, from what I saw uh, recently. I, have to, I shouldn't have said that because I should have had the evidence here to go over it. But uh, a recent study was saying that based on the statistics, the, the men are doing better as uh, single, single parents. Yeah, single parent fathers than the mm-hmm. women do. And someone asked me about that. And they asked me, do I believe that's true? And I said, yes, because men are, by design, they're protectors, they're providers, and they're disciplinarians. So you're going to do this homework. You're going to clean up this house. You're going to do your chores. And then you can play the video game or go outside. And all is right with the world. And if you don't want to do it, you can go with your mama or you can get your ass beat. <laughs> Choice is yours. I mean, those will be my only options. Yeah. I know somebody gonna try to say this is comparison, but that's not a comparison. We are comparison. not comparing. Right. Not at all. It just I'm speaking from my point of view. Differently. We're doing it differently. That's yeah. It. I'm speaking from my point of view. And and you all see it one way, we see it in, we see it another. Hey, here's the other thing. I would never walk down the street and see five men beating up on a, a black woman and I don't do nothing about it. At that point, death is being is about to be issued and I would rather death be issued to them, to her. So just just, just think about that. You walking down the street and you see a, a guy getting beat, y'all are kind of going, eh, what did he do to deserve yeah, it? Yeah, right, what did he do <laughs> If yeah. five guys is whipping on them, it's something something happened for you deserve for you to deserve five guys trying to beat your skull in. But if it's a woman getting beat up by five guys, then we know that there's a problem. A very extreme problem. That's retarded to see something like that going on. So now the penalty turns into death in my eyes. Someone mm-hmm. has to someone has to pay for beating up on one woman. Man. A woman that worked like last week, yeah, last week, one of the kids, this motherfucker should have been gone. He's 18 years old. Mm. But he was touching on her and she was trying to tell him, like, you know what I'm saying, give her some space. We were being therapeutic like a motherfucker. Like, she was like, give me space. You know what I'm saying? I don't like that. And man, this woman looked over her shoulder, like, you know what I'm saying? You're not going to say something. This is not my kid. This is not my counselor. Nothing had to do with my group home or nothing like that. But the look that she had on her face kind of looked like she was like she expected to be protected. And that kind of flipped the switch in me, man. And I like at first I lost it in my head, but I walked over there calmly with my hands in my pocket and it said, like, you know, it's like, did you hear her say, you know what I'm saying, leave her alone, don't touch her. This little motherfucker boy gonna tell me to get the fuck out of his face. Mm. Again. Even though he's 18, I tried to de-escalate the situation because that sounds like you want to fight. But, yeah, it sounds like it to me. Oh, that right, goes so, on my words. I, now we talking. So he 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 uh he kept talking and, and of course I'm not feeling threatened at all because I know he didn't want to turn that into a physical altercation. So I sit between him and her. And then man, keep on talking, keep on talking. And so another lady come over and sit beside him. She started talking to him. And this nigga gets talking crazy to her too. I'm like, God damn. I was like, I was focused on staying calm and focused on not smiling. 
because apparently if I'm upset and smiling, that's not a good combination. So I let her talk to him, and he just kept being disrespectful. And these are two black women, and I'm like, but the, this, the way that she looked over her shoulder like somebody needs to do something about this motherfucker, boy, that, that really got me, and especially uh, over this last, you know, month or so hearing about how women feel afraid to do this and that like nobody's gonna do anything if something happened to them and shit like this motherfucker like everybody know how this 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 uh particular kid is but I guess she, she I don't know she felt differently that day like because she done dealt with him before but that day she looked like she was afraid or like she felt attack or some shit. And, and I, I had to say something to the little dumbass man. So I get a, I get some of that they, them feeling afraid because when they we walk down the street and they say hey and a guy says hey how you doing and the woman says hey how are you and the guy continues to talk to her mm-hmm. and he put he pushes it further than it needs to go and then she tries to tell him no I'm not I'm not interested bitch ho fuck you bitch I'd knock your ass issue. out like all the unnecessary shit so we know what's wrong with him in the process for the ladies who don't know. He don't have no real men around him to help him or to tell him that rejection is okay. Uh, rejection is part of the game. Uh, at some point, someone's going to tell you, yeah, you know, but right now you just have to deal with the rejection part um, that comes along with it. And the guys that go too far that make women fear for their lives, those are insecure men. And I understand why you guys don't feel like you need to speak to guys and you feel unprotected. But Here's the messed up part. There are some women who be talking some of the most insane shit to some of these guys out here. And when one guy thinks that one or two of y'all talk like that, he's going to assume that all y'all talk. So that's one of the reasons why some of these situations go bad. And let me say this too. I don't agree with talking to any woman in a in a in a way of a threat or putting your hands on any women because mm-hmm. the situations that it has happened with my the women in my life my, my especially my younger sister when she had a, a certain situation and I was a homeboy almost you know he almost gave up the ghost that day you know, mm-hmm. he, <laughs> he almost made his transition and luckily Luckily, everything was worked out and, it, you know, it was just him j- just saying too much. And I was like, hey, my man, you know, you might want to reconsider, you know, like people die over people die over the, over these type of conversations. So um, I think the, the young men today or, or the women that the, the, the people that they're around. These young men are around. They really need to be around men that can teach them or tell them that. Hey, women will reject you. Just keep on pushing. Don't insult them. Don't insult them. Because one of the things they keep forgetting is that women know how to cut with words. Like that's they, that's they shit. Hmm. You dirty dick, dusty. You know, <laughs> like they 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 know how to go in. Like I don't even mm-hmm. see why dudes be trying to go back with them, go back and forth with them. But when you've been raised by women and you be trying to have that type of conversation with a woman who don't want to be bothered, bro, you lost. Alabama player. 15 shots in the back. Wait, what? Because the motherfucker told you no? What? What were you raising? Like, yeah. I'm for real. Like, what's your fucking problem? 
Yeah, like who who's raising you, little motherfuckers, to make you think that you gonna walk up and, and and slap a woman for telling you no? This motherfucker went to a house and killed her over saying no. Killed her for saying no. No, thank you. Let me see how much pussy gonna get in prison. Uh, you're not gonna get no pussy, but you gonna get some pussy. That's what I'm saying. Like this dumb ass who did all this shit because some motherfucker told you no. Or and the other part is. When they find out that you killed the woman, you gonna be the bussy. Right. You gonna be touching your motherfucking ankle. Going straight to fucking prison for what? And that's the shit I don't understand. Like, how do you how do you get to the point where you think that you have to hurt a woman? Like, I'm I'm walking away. And I'll just blame him. The motherfucker that was with him, y'all made that long fucking ride together. Between then and day, you ain't talk this motherfucker out this shit. That's crazy. I would at least call the bitch told her to get out. The- well, I don't mean to call no bitch. I'm saying I would at least call the woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My bad. I'm nah, saying I would good. call her. We all I would good. at least call her and tell her to get out of the house or some shit. Like, nigga, please, if I can't talk this nigga out of not killing her, I'm throwing up some red flags so somebody can get some do something happen. Yo, you you dumbass roll the wrong fucking way with this dude and then kill this and, girl. And you couldn't convince him the whole ride. Yo, ease up off that. Yo, it ain't it ain't worth it, my man. Bro, we got we can. It's more pussy out here. It's eight million women out here. I would have bought him some pussy that night. Man, what? Give me forty. I'll be back. Let me go get this forty dollars out the cash machine. Thank you. <laughs> I'm gonna kill somebody over this. Oh, some rejection, man. Please, I've been rejected. Let me speak on this myself. I've been rejected so many times in life by women. I don't. I don't feel nothing about it. Look, going to the school that we went to with the constructive criticism that we used to, the personal lives request, constructive criticism. At this point, if you can't survive after, after going to school that we went to, ain't, ain't shit else you need to be doing in this world. Yeah. If we can make through that shit, you can make through anything else. Anything, bro. Anything. But you got a motherfucker that, that can't whoop you telling you some negative shit about your shit. Yeah. And saying it with confidence. Like ain't nothing between you and them. So you can survive that shit. Come on now. Listen, I went to art school. And even when the art was good, <sighs> these motherfuckers would criticize your shit in a way that would have the room in dead silence. And you just it just felt like your heart was being chopped up. Right. Like they and they'll do it purposely. Yeah. Purposely. Yeah. Cause the idea is to break you. Yeah, and I had to sit there the whole time and go, man, if you don't suck this, suck, man, suck this dick, bitch. I don't <laughs> care what you think. Fuck you. And I had to, you had to keep that mentality because if you didn't, they were winning. If if we kept, if we put so much value in the shit they said, how they said it, you would have never made it out of it. Would be going in fucking up. No. As a matter of fact, we've probably been doing something illegal. Because a lot of people quit school based on this shit that they be saying. No. I like, forgot the I forgot the teacher's name I have for uh was it uh graphic design or graphic illustration? Fat guy. Uh, Womack. Womack was dope. The dopest, like Womack was dope. Like even when he he criticizing your shit, he said it in a way that's not offensive. 
and not saying that you need to say it pretty or nothing like that, but he took people's uh, feelings into consideration when he telling them they need to work on something. And mm -hmm. it was more constructive than just criticism. Yeah. And one, one thing I noticed that he got about my art was that one day he pulled me aside after class and he was like, the way that you paint eyes, the way that you draw eyes in your art, he's like, let's me know that there's something there. He's like, have you been through a lot? I was like, yeah, I've been through a whole lot. And he's like, I've never seen the eyes look like that, even in sketch drawings. He's like, he said, there's something there. Man. And, and he was like, whatever it is that you're able to do with those eyes, he just he said, keep it up. We said, well, what you also have to work on is the, the layers and the way you're setting up your illustrations and the way it's gonna look, because you want to be able to grab the attention of everything of everyone, he said. But though the eyes, when I look at the eyes of each of the paintings that you, the, the uh, pictures that you do, he said, he said that's a terrific that's a terrific thing to be able to do, you know. And even when he was criticizing me, man, I never felt like I was being ripped apart. I felt like I was right. being taught, right. But he was probably the he was like maybe three or four of them that were like that, like yeah. Out of all the motherfuckers in the school, everybody else was arrogant and mad because they shit didn't kick off. And so they're going to try to knock everybody else down. So I'm like, why the fuck are we here? Yeah. Little dirty, dingy motherfuckers. Ain't my fault you still wearing the same pants from last year. Man, most of the motherfuckers got fired, though. Like, That's uh, their fault. Yeah. Uh, some some students end up recording their ass, uh, talking about the black kids that they're and talking about how the school is lowering their standards, trying to get these black kids in the school and they don't need to be there. Like, well, yeah. you see some of these bitches that we don't went to school with, like, come on now. Just getting A's for making clothes and shit out of paper bags. Motherfucker, please. Mm. But, like I said, if you can survive that shit, you can survive any other criticism or any other rejections the world got for you. Yeah, because they was throwing it at, and they were they was always ready to criticize. It was all even when I did the drawings the way them motherfuckers wanted me to do them. Mm -hmm. Even when I did them the way they wanted me to do them, that shit still wasn't enough. It's like, what well, bitch? You just told me to draw everything in one linear space, and that's what I did, ho. Now you telling me it ain't good enough? All right, okay. All right. I used to say I give credit to the ones that just stopped talking to me, but I fuck them too. Shit. Fuck them all. Fuck them all. Cause y'all was trying to y'all was trying to break motherfuckers. Y'all wanted motherfuckers to quit. Because the only reason some of y'all wanted us there was for whatever quota. Right. Going on anyway. Y'all didn't really want us to stay there. But Vitus and and, and Mike and Kenyon and and a, and a host of others, a dozen probably a dozen other motherfuckers really was really there to succeed and they broke through on that shit. Me, I had to beat motherfuckers ass and go. <laughs> Teachers included. It was sad to see it go, but it's good that it's gone too shit. Cause yeah. nothing had changed, man. I ain't never I ain't never been so because I was coming back with revenge, bitch. <laughs> right, man. Cause I mean I'm saying like I knew too much about the finances in that fucking school. And I wasn't even trying to know. Mm. People leave them millions of dollars a year and shit like that. And then they run out of money. 
They weren't running out. The motherfuckers was misappropriating funds. Apparently, uh, one of the presidents bought a damn condo in New York for him and his his boyfriend and shit. Like trying like, trying to on, trying man. to trying to keep up with the Joneses. But motherfucker didn't provide nothing for us. We you know how long it took for us to get a printer in the goddamn lab, like computer lab. Shit, nothing. But you know, they they. Hey, said, I'm glad shit gone. I'm glad certain motherfuckers lost their job and shit. Fuck. To to reminisce on that computer lab. Salute to the motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh man. That computer lab was a motherfucker, man. Yeah. Look, them computers came up missing. They blamed us. Of course they did. I had just got there, though. Of course they did, man. Motherfuckers, I said, what? He said, you can't come in the computer lab. Bitch, I go to school here. The fuck you mean I can't come in the computer lab? Well, some computers came up missing, and no one knows who took them. Well, look at the cameras. Why the fuck are you talking about he can't come in there? Like, like I took them off. Like I tucked them in my pants and shit. <laughs> Walked out with them bitches. Yeah. Why are you walking like that, nigga? Please. Man, shut the fuck up with your dumb ass. Hey, for the for the people don't matter. The, uh, who people who people don't know. These were when the first uh, iPad, the, the first uh, Apple computers came what? up. Oh. Yeah, G threes or some yeah, shit. Like yeah, that. yeah, they were like orange and blue and green and shit. <laughs> And we were and we were using those in the computer lab, and a couple of them so motherfuckers. Took that, they took two of my one. No, nah, it was like two or three of them gone. Whole fucking computer just go. And then on top of that, she was password protected, so he couldn't do nothing with it. So I'm like, <laughs> what? What is somebody gonna do with the fucking computers? And big they boy, the, the big white guy told yeah you know, told me I couldn't come in there. I was like, how the they hadn't hired his big nasty ass. The motherfucker probably still to be there. <sighs> hired this motherfucker with no fucking credentials other than he went to. He, he didn't even have a diploma. He didn't have a uh. He didn't have degree. a degree. He told me I couldn't come in a computer lab yeah. one day, bro. I was like, what? Someone mm-hmm. stole the computer, so we're not, you know, I can't let you in. And then I look through the glass. I see all these little pale-faced kids in there. Mm. I'm like, why the fuck they in there and I can't come in here? That would have been a good time to call me, fellow. Oh, my goodness. So he let me in there. I was like, man, I ain't leaving. I'm, 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 right. I'm in this bitch. And that's when I turned I turned it up. I went straight east side. Like, yo, I'm in this motherfucker, man. Fuck that. I'm walking in here. I went in and I went over to the other side and I just did my work over there. And then I came back over to that side and shit. And I think I had no, rented uh, Stacy. So that's, they deserve that shit anyway. Fuck them, man. Hell yeah, fuck that. Whoever whoever did it, not that I know who did it, but I wish your motherfucking ass would have stole more of them bitches. Straight up. Since, since they was <laughs> that way and, and doing all the stupid ass shit that they was doing, you know what I'm saying? Should have took more of them motherfucking computers. And sold them hoes. Hey, they ain't never say shit to me about that shit, boy. I wish they would have. Oh, well, we're not blaming you. Like, why the fuck are you asking me, dead nigga? Like, hmm. bro, where was I gonna put a computer though? Man, look, and I and I wasn't driving, I was walking because I had my, my right. 
So, so how the fuck was I gonna walk a whole computer without nobody seeing? Come on, boy. Oh, bro. They, they should just blame who else was supposed to be in the monitor. That's what they should. That, as a matter of fact, his dumb ass is supposed to be there. <laughs> who was supposed to watch yeah. this shit? Yeah. That's what they should have blamed. They probably did blame his ass. But I know they didn't say I shit. I would have blamed him too because it was, it was on your watch, stupid. Right. Mm. Then, and then he t- after he told me, couldn't he put his hands on? I said, yo, man, my man. If you ever put your hand on me again, you'll lose that bitch. Man, I swear I was terrible. I was waiting on some shit like that going on. I, you know, I was I was with all the smoke. Right? I love it, man. Lama, lama, lama. Everybody know. I wanted all the smoke. Ding, 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 ding. I want all the smoke. Unfortunately, me too. That Man. wasn't the smartest thing to do either, but I did. It wasn't. It wasn't. But they had. So for people who don't know, we went to a school that was uh, racist, right? Oh my goodness! It was. It was some racist bullshit going on, and we got blamed for anything. Anything bad that could happen, we got some, certain ones of us got blamed. Right. And I always wanted to know about that shit. I want them to say something. You gonna say something to one black kid? You gonna say it to all those motherfuckers? Mm-hmm. Come on. Mm-hmm. And. I, I I wasn't with the stealing shit. I never stole nothing. I don't. I pay for everything. Some of the shit was too expensive, but you st- you had to have it. So you right. so you bought the shit. You did work study. You worked a job or whatever you did. So you know to to afford and acquire that shit. But you know, once I realized the environment that I was in, I had no problem waiting for one of them to get out of line, so I could smash their fucking ears together. <laughs> And once I and once I realized that it was gonna happen, I was like, "Yes, it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time." Y'all gonna, y'all gonna fuck it up. I was just waiting for something to kick off. It's sad to say, but I was, I was Mm -hmm. not a um, mild mannered uh, person. Mm -hmm. And then we had to walk through that park with the bullshit that they had going on in that park. And then nobody told us nothing about that shit after moving here about what Mm -hmm. goes on in the fucking park. Mm-mm. And then one day you hear about on the news they found a dead body with no head. And uh, with that said, we're gonna change the subject. <laughs> the fuck? Uh, so how the kids doing, man? They're great, man. They're great. Um, they uh, participated in my online uh, classes on uh, Saturday. Okay. Um, talk to them on a regular basis, texting and everything like that. Trying to figure out what we're gonna do for spring break. Which one of them are are either of the children showing artistic skills? Daughter for sure. Um, she always has, but um, uh, my son is more interested in the. He's interested in it, but he interested in I guess more of a graphic type of art. Okay. He wants to paint, but he wanted makes it. He want to make it look more. Um, I guess that's influenced from video games and stuff like that. He wanted to look more like um, three dimensional and not so organic. Okay, that ain't a bad thing. That means he's all. means he's finding his lane. He knows what it is, what it is he want to do. Eventually, we're gonna explore some cubism, um, but right now we're starting with the drawing and stuff. I'm I'm, I'm doing everything from the basic, like from the Okay. 
the hatching, the uh, shading, no matter what everybody's uh, skill set is, start everybody from the beginning. Because the big idea behind this is to uh, is to cater to the people that don't have an art school available to them. Uh -huh. So once I get this ball rolling, um, people will be able to subscribe and uh, join the class on a weekly basis, paying a monthly fee. You know, for me, that'd be creating income that I won't have to worry about working no more. So that's the goal. Creative can folk uh bank account <laughs> of course well, right yeah 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 definitely got no problem with that as long as they gotta go to work for some other person i'm good use the account bro use the account um and we'll we'll go over anything that... open the uh what's the name card either what is the uh the cash app card you know they sit in one but i never opened the envelope i ain't, <laughs> so I ain't worried sure. about that no it's about like <laughs> Thinking about attaching a uh, account to it, I was like, I at least have to, you know, open the uh, card and activate the card. <laughs> so, okay. Yes. Okay. That's on the thing to do next week, and uh, I do have all the uh, information and anything that we need to change later on. We can do that, so that's not a problem. Like, there was a question that someone posed. Uh, let me see if I can find it, ladies and gentlemen. Wait me out, wait me out. How can artists or the art community respond to these types of crises, social in parentheses, social, social injustice and unrest to express the anger of the people and or hope for the future ways to cope through the process? How can, how art can be expressive and healing? That's a mouthful. All right. Say, well, I don't even want to go back to that. I know. I How can the artist or the artist or, or the art community respond to these types of crises to express the anger of the people and or hope for the future to cope through the process? That's kind of weird the way it's re uh, reads. How yeah. can, how, how art can be expressive and healing? Art is expressive and healing because it's your it's your expression. So it's the message that you paint, draw, or illustrate that you try to get across. Uh, we have Michael Coppich painting and doing sculptures of of monkeys, and these yeah. monkeys depict and these monkeys depict scenes. Uh, but what it's everybody's not gonna get the same outlook or the same no, they're not gonna arrive at the that. same the same point when they see that picture he so. had that one that depicted the ahmad aubrey situation and he did that shit like years before that even happened and that's crazy that you got two fucking monkeys with fucking shotguns over a dead black person's body mm. i like damn so <laughs> so that that definitely with images like that makes people think and it definitely creates conversation so Yes. Addressing those social issues, I just think the more that we depict them, the more that we were talking about, and the more they live in history, because how many paintings do we have of so-called so righteous uh, um, wars that have been fought mm -hmm. and end up being about, you know, somebody wants somebody else's land or somebody else wants somebody else's money or girl. 
Nope. Mm-hmm. The what the thing between uh Troy and um and uh let me see that I know what you're talking Trojan about, yeah. Army. The Trojan army and yeah. whoever else they were fighting. Yeah, motherfucker slept with somebody else's fight. girl. Right, that's a bad female. They killed all these fucking people over fucking female. And they depict yep. that shit every fucking well. It's in our fucking history books. Yeah. And and but, when you when you talk about the expression, uh, we have always as an artist community uh painted pictures to the to to reflect the times that we live in. The important thing that we do is we have to we have to keep the role of not giving a fuck. The same way comedians, like they're trying to stop comedians from having this uh this role where they're able to just depict what's going on and tell this tell the story the way that they see it. But we have to continue to do it and do it with no do it without being what's the word I'm looking for? You know what I'm trying to say. What unfiltered? Yeah, do it without trying to have a filter. The whole thing, the whole part about doing art is to do art the way that you actually see the world or or what it is that you think matters to you at the time or the imagination or inspiration that you have do it without a filter you know as long as you're not trying to hurt anybody or get anybody killed you know do the art that you that you think expresses what is going on in the current time and provides the message that look this is how we are being seen or this is how this looks to me but but do it do it at a high level or do it at the best level that you can do it. Uh, we have always expressed ourselves through music, through art, through protest, whatever it may be. Right. And the only thing that we can do is continue to do it, but do it without being filtered and without being sorry about your art. Make strong pieces of art. Make strong make strong messages. Stand on it. Stand on right. it. If you believe in what it is that you're doing, stand on it. You don't have to bow down to what nobody, oh, I, think, I don't think you should have done that. No, do it. Do it. It's your expression, and your expression matters not just to you, but it will at some point matter to the world. Everyone doesn't have to be a popular artist. I don't look forward to popular artists. I look forward to the to the best art. I like the best art. I don't like walking into art museums and seeing a shoe with a spike in it and and some nails thrown on the floor with some paint, and then someone tells me that's worth a million dollars when I could have went home and done the same fucking thing. That ain't well, art. Canvas with a dot on it. It ain't yeah, I mean that's some some people think that's art, but it's not art. <laughs> that's not that's not necessarily art to me, but people consider things like that art. So uh, keep doing the art that keeps people's minds going, that people don't like, that the art that people hate, the art that allows us to have conversation pieces that can create discussions that we need to have that can that can continue to push us forward. Uh, Kenyon can do it. Vitus can do it. Mike can do it. Somewhere along the line, I can do it, I guess. I do it through the music now, but and through the podcast. So there are people doing it, and we, we, will, we will continue to do it, but be unforgiving about it. Be unforgiving about it. Don't, don't seek you should never be doing art. And I think we talked about this off air some uh, in the conversation. You should never be doing art to satisfy and appease people and pacify it. You should do it because it's 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 coming from your heart and it's coming from a place of gen- uh, 
ingenuity in, in a genuine place. And it's, it, 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 it fuels you and it purifies your soul and it makes you feel good about it. I never want to do any type of art or a podcast, anything in my personal life. I'm never doing it because I want credit for it from another human being. Mm-hmm. Again, again, I give two fucks and two shits between a slice of bread, between two slices of bread about what anybody thinks. I will never care what you think. And the day I start caring about what you think, I'll start asking you more and more. And I don't. I come to my artist community, my friends about my art, my podcast and everything else. I don't ask anybody. I don't talk to outsiders about that because they don't matter. Do the art. Be unforgiving about it. Be unrelenting about it. But have if it has purpose, it has per, it has purpose. Don't try to filter your art because you're worried about what other people are going to think or about what or you're worried about what they're going to say. That means that it's not really true. It's not something that you really and truly enjoy and you you feel it's going to last. You're worried about other people making it last. And that's not what art is. We don't give no fuck, man. Like, <laughs> I don't know how many times I'm going to have to say it. If, 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 if you're listening to this podcast, you have to know. Please just know. I do not. <laughs> right, I got you. I do not give a fuck about what you think about what I do. And guess what? There is nothing you can do about it but complain and bitch about it and tell other people and get you an echo chamber where you get to talk about the things that I do. Like a punk. And then when you realize you don't waste too much time on another fucking person. Do your own shit. And you know what you've done at that at that point in that particular time? You've created publicity for me. <laughs> Negative or positive. You slow motherfucker. <laughs> to the people that are emailing me with negative comments. You slow motherfuckers. To the people talking in the background right now. Bunch of slow motherfuckers. But guess what? You ain't gonna do nothing about it because you can't do nothing about it. And the moment you realize that, your life would be better. You can go ahead and live your life and not worry about it. Significantly. Yeah. Sadate. And, and if you start living your life, it'll be less chance that me and you run across each other and I try to run you over. That's true. Less chance. <laughs> less chance. Less chance. Once you get on my radar, man, it's bad. And I'm a nice guy. Right. Bing. Right. Anything else you want to discuss, sir? No, man. Man, what, what what did they do? To, what what did they do to Vitus, man? Got Vitus looking like me. I was like, what they do to him, man? How he get that light skin, dog? He looks surprised at his own stuff. He's like, oh shit, I'm light skin. Yes, yes, that's not it. But yeah, that's 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 an old uh that's an old cover book. But uh yeah. I used to fuck with him about that all the time. But uh yeah, man. I tell you this, man, Louisa to definitely show him love. He'd be all over the country, man. He be putting on for the for the for, for West Monroe. And you know what's crazy? Vita no, said he no, would. Not, not West Monroe. <laughs> no. Don't say it. 
Oh, my fault. It's supposed to, it's just it's just Monroe. It's Monroe, yeah. Where I get the West Monroe from? There is a West Monroe, but they don't fuck around with West Monroe custody. Some shit over there just say right. It's just okay. Monroe. I remember something about West Monroe being bought yeah, up. Man, like, like the water is dirty over there for no fucking reason. Like they just choose not to clean the shit like they're supposed to. And like, you know, it's just like certain shit just don't happen over there for whatever reason. That shit like the politics over there is different. And it's when I went there and I stayed there in a the hotel. <laughs> he's like, man, why you staying over there? I was like, shit, that's the first one that came with me. Why you didn't turn the water on in the uh, in the sink and in the tub, man? All that shit was coming out like <laughs> sludge. It's just, it just, it was almost. It wasn't as bad as uh, what the place is in uh, in Michigan. In Michigan, yeah, the water situation. But no, it wasn't that bad. But that shit was noticeably dirty. I like, damn, is it ever gonna stop? He's like, no, man. They refuse to fix the water over there. Shit. You should have stayed on this side of the river. I'm like, damn, just on the other side of the river is different. Man. Right. Just 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 a few blocks over makes a yes. hell of a difference, man. Yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah. But salute to him, man, because he always listening to him back then. You could tell he had it. You could yeah. tell he had it. Yeah. You could tell he had it. Now he out here light skin, bleaching his skin for photos and shit. <laughs> they got my man. They got my man looking like Sammy Sosa, Vitus Sosa and shit. Oh shit, man! Surprise. I looked at the, I looked at that. He looked surprised in the moment, like, "Oh my god, I'm beautiful." <laughs> I said, "Look at my man's. Look oh, at shit. my man's." Oh no! Yeah. But man, I love yeah, that yeah, brother. He's man. Advising me to do other shit, man. He he definitely uh he definitely uh doing that work. Oh yeah, he putting he putting in some real time, real time. I love that shit too. Kid from Monroe, work, yeah, bro. He said, "Fuck that job." He just walk away from that shit. Like, yeah, but I need to. I need a couple conference or right. some security blankets and. Yeah, all that. Of course, I know. I know they always say like you need to just let it go, and that way you'll definitely focus on what you. Because uh, you got to, you got to at that point. Mm-hmm. You got to, but you know what happens when you making money? That security is is a motherfucker. You know, right? But I wait. I, if I can make look, if if with the classes, if I can get that shit rolling, I will. You'll be all right. That. You'll right. be all right. We, we we'll get it there. We'll get it there, man. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, because it's it's a simple shit. As a matter of fact, this is what we were paying all this fucking money for in school. And then they don't help you do nothing with it. Absolutely you got to figure not, it out. Man. Yeah. You got to figure it out on your own. And remember, right. there, there were some people who was leaving school early because they figured it out. They said, like, oh, shit, I don't need this shit. Yeah. Y'all, y'all fucking with my pockets, man. I can go out here and learn how to do all this shit on my own. And y'all, y'all charging me just so y'all can feel good about y'all and then what we missed as kids being in school that these motherfuckers didn't know how to do it either. Like, no, nope. so they couldn't tell us either. So, nope. yeah. those stinky motherfuckers. Oh my goodness! I mean, that man, you teaching a class once, maybe twice a week, and you can't do nothing else. Little dirty back ass. And I was, I was buried on most of them, most of them motherfuckers coming in. 
I, and then I realized that's why most of them always talk about shit that happened in the 60s and 70s. So that's where they bring was stuck. And they was doing cocaine. I'm going to get off of it, but I think we're done here. Mushroom. Yeah. Mushroom. Yeah. Doing motherfuckers. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of Full Profits Podcast with my brother, Kenyon Buildups. Appreciate you joining, joining, joining on here with me. Hey man, give out your social media so people can contact you if they need to. You never uh, know. You find me at Kenyon K E N Y O N underscore Arts all day long. Everything is right there on Instagram. Um, I'm definitely um being more active on those social media sites. Most of I didn't give a fuck. I just was doing my work and one posting shit. So now I'm trying to make sure I'm posting the shit. So and he still does porn, ladies. Uh, we gonna wrap it up there, and remember the mission statement when you striving for greatness. God never, God never. I forgot what I was supposed to say. <laughs> remember the mission statement when you striving for greatness. God never puts you in the driver's seat if it's taken. You bitch you. <laughs> <laughs>